Welcome to History 21, the podcast, a production of the Anoka County Historical Society, sharing the stories and audio journeys from our county's past and present. Hello, history friends. This is Sarah coming to you for our next episode of the podcast. Uh, No Rebecca today. She is having way too much fun dropping in to creative writing classes at Anoka Middle School for the Arts. Uh, Remember the episode we did last year all about the Grote fan fiction? They're doing it again. New students, new year, and she's having so much fun. So this episode, all me. Until the interview, because she's the one doing the interview. But, you know, we share. This episode, we are dropping by a house that is 157 years old. 1625 3rd Avenue in Anoka. It's also known as the Tickner House or the Tickner Hill Bed and Breakfast. It's currently run by Deb and Dave Wallace. Uh, It was originally built in 1867. Uh, Heyman Tickner built it for his wife, Anna Greenwald, and their daughter, Zale, and Anna's two sons from a previous marriage. It stayed in the family until the 1970s, and then some other people owned it for short periods of time before it was turned into a bread and... Bread? It was turned into a bed and breakfast in 1997. Deb and Dave Wallace purchased the business in 1999, and this year they are celebrating 25 years of owning and running the B&B. They have put it up for sale, though, and so it's the end of a, an era. Deb sat down with Rebecca to talk about her years as Anoka's coziest B&B operator. It is January 11th, 2024. I'm here with Mrs. Tickner. (laughs) (laughs) Deb, could you officially introduce yourself? Yeah, I'm Debbie Wallace, um, owner and uh, innkeeper at Tickner Hill Bed and Breakfast, which is the Tickner home on 3rd Avenue in Hilka. Perfect. Thank you for sitting down with me and Having this conversation, it's so wonderful to be able to put it into the collection. You've been such a part of Anoka for so many years. I mean, it's it's your home. Yes, that's and, true. And you open up your home to everybody coming through. And I think that is such a gift that you give not only the people that are staying here, but the community. Mm. And uh, it's a gift to have this particularly great space to be able to do that, that has a wonderful history. How many years have you actively been the bed and breakfast? Yes. This year marks our 25th anniversary of being here at Dickner Hill Bed and Breakfast. We bought it in um, February, um, end of January, 1999. So 25 years. Wow. And you know, sometimes that feels like a long time, but sometimes it feels like a blank, really. Do you remember the first day that you walked in with the realtor? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Can do. you tell me about that? Um, well, it was pretty amazing. I wasn't even sure if it was on the market. I, you know, those were early days when, um, when you tried to find something on the computer. 
I had to call my realtor to ask him if he was aware if this property was still on the market. My husband was deer hunting while I was doing all this little investigating, and he came home and I said, honey, I think we should buy the bed and breakfast in Anoka. So it was a B&B. You know, when we came here, it was a turnkey situation where the people before us had just the desire to um, bring it back to its former glory to start the business. And then I think they probably felt like ships passing in the night where they were working a lot because they um, both had full-time jobs plus the inn. And so when it went on the market, um, I had heard about it through a, a sister of mine. We, we used to do a lot of B&Bs for our girls' weekends. And um, so she knew that I I loved bed and breakfast. And uh, she told me it was on the market. And I, my response to her was, oh, that's too bad. I hope whoever buys it keeps it at bed and breakfast because that is such a good thing to have in Anoka. Well, not ever realizing that that someone would be Dave and I. When we first came here, I do recall driving up the driveway with my husband meeting the realtor here. And I looked at it and I said, well, the color is going to have to go. Oh, no. <laughs> what was the color? And the same, actually. Oh, no. <laughs> so um, we, we have since painted it twice. Um, and both times we have painted it exactly the same because it grows on you and it's and it's so um, so particular to this house. I think I I we had to have um, you know the siding or the paint chips tested for lead, but of course being built in 1867, there were layers of lead paint underneath the you know whatever was uh, exposed at the time. And we just call it Tickner Green, though, now. It's it's a color that is inside, it's outside, it it works. It is good that we, we stand out a bit. And it is from a historical palette, too. Needless to say, I was pretty enamored. And um, Dave said it took a lot of talking to convince him. But truly, I don't recall having to... to talk my way into this so much he he is um i'm so lucky that he's he's uh, accommodating and i think he lives by the the uh saying happy wife happy life <laughs> so we are celebrating that 25th year mark with the inn and last year we actually celebrated our 50th anniversary so as i was thinking about this interview i was thinking these are these are milestones mm -hmm. for us, and uh, it's been pretty amazing. So when you bought it, how long did it take you to set up ready for new people? Mm -hmm. Well, we came in on, I remember it was Super Bowl Sunday. Let me tell you, it was hard to get people to help us move, uh -huh. our, our, our grown-up sons particularly, but... but um, it, it did happen, and mostly in, in bits and, and pieces. But but the lovely thing was is that the inn was really ready. So we were good to go. In fact, we had that first week um, just some service people that had come. One was the phone company guy, and he, he reserved a room for Friday night oh. that first week. So we hit the road running. Um, the following weekend was 
Valentine's and we were full up. So we did have, in our early days, within a couple months' time, we had a, a, a remodel project where we added one more bathroom. When we bought it, there were four guest rooms, but three guest bathrooms. So uh, two of those rooms shared a bathroom. And we just knew that it would be so much more marketable if uh, every room had its own bathroom. Mm-hmm. And as time goes on, it, it's been one of our best big investments mm-hmm. since that, that other bathroom. How yeah. did you decide the menu originally? Oh, gosh. Originally. I, you know, I don't even re- remember if I... If I was more meticulous and wrote it out now, I'm, a, I hate to say this haphazard, but, but you know, when you've been doing it for so long, you kind of know the tricks of the trade. And so, so sometimes I'll go to bed at night and Dave will say, so what are you cooking in the morning? And I'll say, I'm not sure. <laughs> he said, I'm sure it'll be something wonderful. <laughs> What's but, one of the tricks? Um, having staples available <laughs> or else being able to run to the grocery store at 6 a.m. on a Sunday morning. I know the grocer or the checkout guy by we know each other. <laughs> he's, he's there every Sunday morning that I show up. <laughs> well, what's one one meal that you've gotten a really good reaction from guests oh, about? I think one of the staples I do is a really hearty pancake that's made with oatmeal. It has nuts and craisins and apricots, so it's really, um, it's, they're kind of like a, I think I've heard them referred to as like a hippie cake because of all of those ingredients, but they're they're just really hearty and, uh, and, and they're different enough without being whoa, <laughs> you know, because I think sometimes you go, if you eat things that are too unfamiliar, people aren't as, as receptive. Um, so I say you really only need to cook like three things really good because it isn't often when people stay longer. But but actually we have had guests who have stayed a longer period. And one guest that I can think of in particular was here 17 nights. I, I came up with 17 different breakfasts wow. for him. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's uh, it is it is fun when you have some of the same people returning, um, you know, year after year, or a, a guest who comes multiple times within a period of time. So you get to know them. Yeah, you must really build up relationships yeah, with people. Yeah, yeah, you do. I woke up to a text. On, on Thanksgiving from a past guest who was wishing me happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> I thought. Wow. <laughs> See, how many jobs does that happen? Yeah. <laughs> and my husband will say the same thing about, um, he said, I don't know what other job you can get paid, and they still hug you. I've been doing concrete work for years. I never get a hug. <laughs> he put a cupcake with his concrete. <laughs> <laughs> I said, well, I've had I've had two jobs that um, that is the case. Um, the other what I did previous to the inn was to uh, work as a, a preschool teacher, and I got hugs all the time. <laughs> a lot of times people will ask me, did you go to school for this? And I'll say, no, you know, you kind of learn as you go, but I feel like my life experiences up to this kind of have led me here. Plus, I have, when I tell them that I was a preschool teacher, they said, well, isn't this really a lot different? And I said, well, 
there are some things that are different. Um, mostly, it's just keeping everybody happy, you know, providing a nice, calm place. And um, the breakfasts are fancier, and adults like to take naps. <laughs> so those are the differences. You know, we know the, the history of the house, and, you know, we've got the booklet on that, and we've mm-hmm. got, you know, all of the... We can fill in those parts. Okay. You know, what we don't have in the collection is your personal experiences, ah. and, you know, like the, the stories uh-huh. of what happened, you know, if was there ever a, a plumbing leak, or, you know, is there some <laughs> some other catastrophe that <laughs> happened, you know? What's the, what's the dirt? Where's the good story? Yeah. <laughs> Something well. came to your mind immediately. <laughs> what was that? Like, maybe three things, actually. Um, I remember, because at one time, and we had, you know, these three, no, two whirlpool tubs, and then the old-fashioned clockwood tub. The whirlpool tubs are double whirlpool tubs, so, you know, it takes a lot of water to fill them. And one time, early on, we were having some issues with um, the line that goes out, the, the sewer line going out, and I knew... Um, just because you can kind of hear some of those plumbing noises around the house, that a whirlpool had been going and then it wasn't going because you didn't hear that like vibration. And in one of our guest rooms down here, we have a shower and all of a sudden all this bubbly water started coming up through the shower. And luckily there was no one in that room. And so I'm working away as people are, you know, relaxing upstairs, trying to bucket out as much of this without having a big mess later. (laughs) Funny thing is, when those kinds of things happen, usually Dave is not here. (laughs) He plans it. Yes, I don't know. One of our um, agreements when we bought the inn, um, getting back to him being amenable, um, he did say, because we had probably only maybe eight years previously, built a, a cabin. And he said, if if you think we can make this work and not have to sell the cabin, then I'm okay with that. So um, so over the over the years, in order to, you know, use that cabin, which a lot of times it happens to be the weekends because that's when Dave is off and but that is usually when I'm working. So so he will go. And I will be here, um, you know, minding this, the store. And uh, I've always felt very comfortable with um, our guests that we've had. Never felt um, at all afraid or unsafe um, to have other people in the house. In fact, it, it's almost more comfortable when you're in a big house like this to know. And, I'll, and it usually works out that it's usually somebody who I do know either as a past guest or whatever. So um, it's not been a problem, but um, you know, there are things that come up. Like if it's winter time and we get a big snow, he's the one who deals with that. Mm-hmm. So, so I may shovel a path from the front door to their car and then they're on their own, but uh, <laughs> until he gets home. But most of the times um, it works out. Did you have any significant lulls that you could, like economy times or, or yeah. COVID, obviously, but yes. were there any, any COVID other COVID was the big um, lull. Um, but, you know, interestingly, we were not mandated to close. 
we uh, kind of shifted. We probably had almost as many reservations, cancellations as reservations because whatever somebody had planned to be here for was canceled. So, so then um, they didn't they didn't need to to be um, you know away from home or whatever. And we used to have this three week window of cancellation, and then COVID hit, and we thought we can't punish people for doing the right thing. So if they call and cancel if they're not well, or um, if something's been canceled, then um, we're just gonna give them that grace and um, not charge them. And so that's been our policy ever since. Um, I think um, not if, what, what did change besides that cancellation policy during COVID was particularly during COVID when we had guests is that we would serve breakfast at alternating times or several different locations. A lot of people requested breakfast in their room. And you know, we were fairly fairly busy because it was maybe a little bit more com- comfortable for people to come to a smaller place than a big place. Mm-hmm. And that they had maybe less exposure. But we were serving breakfast on porch and in the conservatory and in rooms and in the tiny room and it was like it might be four four breakfasts in four different places so um but you know we when finally we had a table of eight people who were four different couples and there was a conversation going on in the dining room it felt so normal after such a long time it was oh this is so good I keep thinking it maybe will be a past guest that will be the next owner. I don't know. Had you stayed here when Rickards owned it? I had not, but I've been here to purchase a gift certificate. And it was interesting because it was it was Mr. Rickard, Terry, that was the person who I was talking with. Um, Lynn was working at, at the school where she worked. And um, he showed me all around. And he was very, very... Uh, friendly and as I came walk through um, one of the rooms upstairs is is still named the Wilkins and I delivered Meals on Wheels to the Wilkins which was the same family and they had a little photo it was that was Lynn's grandmother I believe and I was the Meals on Wheels um, person to their house one day a week and uh, and an aunt or somebody was my piano teacher so there were like all these kind of weird connections that it's like, yeah, this is meant to be. <laughs> Speaking of weird connections, inquiring minds will want to know, do you have any paranormal fun oh, that funny. goes on in the house? <laughs> you know, um, not really that I'm aware of. I, I feel like there are people probably who are more receptive to that. And maybe in my own mind, I'm, I'm not as receptive, but, um, only one time, and I, I, I don't want to say it was a ghost. I kind of think that there's maybe a spirit of protection around this house, or an angel, actually. And it was, it was kind of weird because I'm not normally a tea drinker. Um, this happened to be a summer evening, and it was coolish. So I was going to put the teapot on the stove and heat some water. And while that water was heating, the phone rang, 
and it was somebody interested in making a, a reservation. And at the time, our office was upstairs at the back of the house. And we live at the back of the house with great space. Um, and the office was tucked up there. Um, so I'd gone up to um, take the reservation because the book had, had been up there. I was working on some book work before that. And um, I took the reservation and then started, proceeded to work on whatever I was working on earlier in the day on the computer. Dave was going that evening to uh, do some bidding for a job or something. And um, I heard this <clears throat> very audible, like throat clearing audible. And I thought, he's home. So I go, I'm up here. And he doesn't respond. And I thought, I heard him as plain as day. So I'm thinking, that man has to get his ears <laughs> looked at. Anyway, so I kind of stopped upstairs and I get to the bottom of the stairs at the back of the house and I can smell this like plastic melting smell. And it occurred to me that the teapot was still on the stove. It wasn't a whistler. I bought a whistler after that. Now I have an electric one, but um, that turns itself off. Right. But um, it had, the handle had, it had like a nylon handle or something, and that had melted. It had boiled dry. Um, there were no flames or, or even any smoke to speak of because the um, fire, or the smoke detectors didn't go off. But So I don't know what that <clears throat> was all about. There is no reason that ghosts can't do good things. Yeah, yeah, true, true enough. And that's the thing, too, being here for as long as we have. Our family has changed so much from those beginning days. Um, uh, nobody was married. Our daughter just grad was graduating from high school. So only our daughter was here for a short time before she graduated from high school and then went off to college and was, you know, maybe came home a couple summers, but she's probably the only one who really thinks of this ever as home. And all, all of our grandkids call it grandma's house. <laughs> <laughs> Grandpa <laughs> doesn't factor as much, but it's grandma's house and, um, or the B&B, the, they'll refer to it as the B&B. And when they come to visit, they'll always say, do you have guests in? Because they like to play pool because we have a billiard table so we didn't have grandchildren when we first came and now we have 12 wow and and of those 12 they're growing up fast too yeah. so <laughs> so do you ever have just family reunions here then? we have family gatherings at the holidays still and it's interesting because even if it's thanksgiving or christmas and so we'll have guests but usually we'll feed them a nice breakfast they'll go to their family <laughs> gathering and they're not even aware of all the chaos that has gone on here while they're gone but usually it, it works out it always works out it's it's every day is is really something different really for us I mean, there's a lot of the same. I mean, you're doing a lot of the same turnover, washing, ironing, uh, cleaning, and cooking. But um, but really, I always say when the guests are here, that's kind of the fun time. It's when they leave, that's when the work starts, right? Because then you're then you're having to turn everything over, which which I don't mind doing. And um, 
I, I can kind of pace myself too. It doesn't all have to be done immediately if I want to go somewhere and do something on a Sunday afternoon after all four rooms are vacated, as long as we don't have new people in Sunday night, I'll just make sure it's done before we do have new guests. It, it's good for me to know that I should do it as soon as I can so that any and all of the rooms can be available on short notice. But most of the times it's a little bit more planned out for people who come. So when you find a buyer, uh-huh. what is one thing that you're really going to miss that your new life just can't accommodate? Yeah. I I think the social aspect of it, for one thing, um, I'm going to have to find other ways to be fed that way, like to have, to be part of a community. Um, so our, our thought is that we'll, we'll kind of cool our heels for a little bit at our cabin because then we can really spend some time. But when we're there, it's always just family. So we don't even know other than the people on either side of us for as long as we've had that cabin. We don't know like a lot of people around the lake or um, I'm going to have to join a book club or go to the wine reel or something <laughs> just sit down and visit with people. I don't know the, that, that social aspect, but I will miss that. And I think for Dave and I to be um, together exclusively without some diversions is going to be a, a little bit of a test, but I think we'll be okay. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. You've got so much energy. I mean, it, it takes so much effort to keep the uh-huh. house running. Not to mention the business and the bookings and, you know, keeping track of people. And, and just, the cabin. <laughs> yeah, and the cabin. So the, the amount of energy that you still have after 25 years, yeah, it's going to need a place to channel. Yeah. I, I have less and less of that energy, <laughs> though I'm finding. I can put things off like the best of them, really. <laughs> so it, uh, naps are getting more important to me, too. <laughs> Especially when the alarm went off at 440. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Deb, thanks so much for yeah. this conversation. Yeah, it was my pleasure. I, it went by quickly. <laughs> Read all about it in the Noka County Library Minute. Hi, I'm Diana Nurberg, a librarian for Anoka County Library. I've got your Library Minute here featuring cozy mystery series with bed and breakfasts for settings. First, we have Salem B&B Mystery Series by Tracy Wilton. If you're into mysteries with a paranormal twist, check out this series by Tracy Wilton. Set in the town of Salem, Massachusetts, the series protagonist is Charlene, a young widow who starts fresh by packing up and moving halfway across the country. She moves to a mansion she purchases sight unseen with dreams of transforming it into a B&B. Next we have Even Fall Witches B&B Mystery Series by Aura Lee Wallace. Bryn Warren helps her aunts run a bed and breakfast in the small town of Evenfall. Unbeknownst to the townspeople, the Warren witches have been magically looking after the town for hundreds of years. As sinister things begin to happen, the witches must call upon all their power, and Bryn must revive her own abilities to commune with the dead. Finally, we have Book Lovers B&B Mystery Series by Victoria Gilbert. Charlotte Reed, a former school teacher, operates the Chapters Bed and Breakfast in Beaufort, North Carolina. The inn is a bibliophile's dream, featuring special book-related events. But in addition to drawing in crowds of book lovers, the retreat also seems to draw in murderous mischief. You can check these out and more at your local Anoka County Library. Until next time, happy learning.
Get those library cards and reserve your copy today. Direct links to these books and more can be found in the episode show notes at anocacountyhistory.org. One of the things they didn't mention is that Tickner Hill is on the National Register of Historic Places. It's one of nine properties in the city of Anoka and 18 in the county. If you want to learn more about it, a few more resources. Uh, Students from Hennepin Technical College put together videos on every single National Register property, complete with gorgeous drone shots and interviews. I'm going to link the Tickner episode in our show notes. So if you want to watch that, it'll be right there for you. We also have a booklet all about the history of the house and the Tickner family for sale at the museum for $5. Just a little bit of local history for gifting or for your own coffee table. The final thing is the Clio tour. We've created a personal tour of all of the national register register spots in the county. So it's a mapping program. It'll give you instructions on how to drive from place to place and it gives historic details at each spot. So if you just want a fun hour, you can do the city ones. Uh, It'll take you around the city of Anoka. Or if you want a fun afternoon exploring the entire county, you can try to check all 18 off of your list. Have fun exploring if you have any more questions, thoughts, stories from when you stayed at the B&B with Deb. Let us know. We'd love to learn a little bit more about this piece of Anoka County history. Thanks for hanging with us, and we will see you next time. If you have a question, want to visit our show notes page for each episode, or would like to share your own story, go to anokacountyhistory.org. Help History 21, the podcast, reach more ears by subscribing and reviewing on your podcast provider. We're all over social media, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram for all those who scroll by. And for our Vault members, you can find special access to podcast extras, as well as the latest digital resources at History 21, the Vault, located on our website. Remember, the present is the past of the future.